Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your host, two-time world champion, Andy Groneman and friends, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, where we up your barbecue game with tips and tricks from all the leaders and legends of the barbecue world. I'm your host, Andy Groneman, along with executive producer T-Bone. And T-Bone gets to wear the co-host hat again this week. It's hard enough to get him to push all the buttons on the board and run the big clock for me in the room, but it's even more fun to watch him kick off his shoes and do segment math when he's trying to wear two hats. So we're going to go ahead and... See, he's laughing, but he's also getting ready to throw something across the room. I'm still going, what what did I do, Karma? What did I do? He hates having to be on the other side of the microphone, so this is great. We love watching him squirm. So, But we've got a great guest today. He is the founder of Texas Original Charcoal Company. He has been in the outdoor cooking world for 20-plus years as a competition cook, as a caterer. Uh, he knows the importance of product quality and knows what cooks want, and he is one of the leading authorities on charcoal and charcoal production in the U.S. Check out his website at texasoriginalcharcoal.com. And you can follow him on Instagram at joeymachado.bbq, and that'll get you all of his trials and travels. He is running all over the place all the time doing demos and instructional work and working with pitmasters. So check him out, and uh, you're going to get to hear from him in segment two and three, and we're going to deep dive into charcoal. And then in our fourth segment, we're going to talk about boning up the arsenal for cookout season, getting ready for that Memorial Day cook. And uh, hitting your recipes before the day. So getting that practice cook in or practice cooks in. So it's time now for our Ask Andy segment, which is brought to you this month by Smoke on Wheels Barbecue Marinade, which, of course, you can get at all things barbecue, atbbq.com. What am I holding in my hand, Andy? Why, you are holding a barbecue Bible. A new barbecue Bible that has been autographed by Stephen Reichlin. You it's, don't say. I do say it is the 25th anniversary, and it is time to refresh yourselves with this great piece. of. This is the best-selling barbecue book in the world. Millions upon millions of copies in print. Not to mention... 25 years worth of copies in print. The the Barbecue Radio Network t-shirts. Where can you get them? Why, they get them from you, T-Bone, when they submit a question for Ask Andy. Exactly. That's the only way you're going to get your hands on one of these beauties. Oh, I'll sell you one. (laughs) I'll sell you the one off my back if you run into me and say, man... That's a Barbecue Radio Network T-shirt. I'll, I, I'll swap shirts with you. Actually, I'm going to do a new design. I, I, I'm, you know, I don't see anybody wearing the the other ones. I think they're a little embarrassed. Why would they <laughs> so, be embarrassed? Because People, there's a there's a big pig and a big cow on their chest. Well, 
I mean, talking on microphones. Yeah, there is that. But you know what? Just I've like in more... this studio. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I've had more conversations start off my logo on my vest than yeah. you'd, then you'd be shocked by how really? many oh, conversations cool. that get started by that. Well, please, so, please, please send us questions for Andy. He, even if you think you can stump him. That and you would, said that you've would got an awesome. email address now, too. So you don't just have to go to Facebook. Yeah. You can uh, submit correct. your email. Just too. send an email to askandy at bbqradionetwork.com there you go and so you got a question for me actually i was gonna say that's what richard johnson from gresham oregon did well what did richard have to say well he said andy he's coming to you i understand and practice the zone method of grilling bravo richard but flare-ups do happen yes yes they do i move my meat to a cooler zone but the flare-up is still going at it what am I supposed to do with that? Water it down? Just wait? Maybe some kerosene? I'm sorry, that last part was me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to avoid the whole kerosene discussion. <laughs> and I'm not, since I'm not sure what kind of grill he is using, I'm going to give a couple of, of options there, and, and we'll kind of see where this goes. But if he's using a charcoal grill, Obviously, those flare-ups occur. The longer that lid is open and the more air is getting to the charcoal, even if you're zone cooking where you have a, a hotter zone where you've got the coals closer to the grates and a cooler zone, both zones will be increasing in heat as, as long as they are getting air. So I typically try and get into the grill and do what I need to do and then put the lid back on. And that's going to help control those flare-ups from happening even if the juices are dripping and that fat's dripping onto the coals without the air there to really allow that to ignite and get crazy you won't have to worry about it if it is a gas grill you're you're obviously going to have those flare-ups because the gas flames are lipping around so you're just going to have to turn that thing down as much as you can sometimes uh, those grills will be hot enough that you can actually shut off a burner and if it's a three burner or a four burner and have one burner that has no fire under it, the chamber is still hot and cooking the meat. But then you won't have that radiant heat and, and flame underneath that can catch fire. And so I'll typically on my gas grill, if I'm using that, leave one burner off and just have some foil underneath it. Because obviously if it's off, any grease that hits it would stay. It's going to become a fire hazard the next time you light it up. So I usually just throw a little piece of foil over that burner that's off and just let it catch grease and i'll run the meat over to that side when i don't need it to burn but my chamber's nice and hot so then the other option would be if you have a charcoal grill that you can raise and lower your coal bed you could actually lower the coal bed even further and then shut those doors to ensure you're not getting any air to it um I, I like to cook on a hasty bake. That's my favorite charcoal grill. I think I've said that before. Yes, you have. And hasty bakes have an interesting feature on them where the grate actually has a cant to it. It's it's V-shaped and right. the grate runs to the middle. And what that does is it allows all of your juices to run down the grate to the center and then they drop onto a drip rail and roll out of the pit. So you actually don't get flare-ups typically in a hasty bake because all of the grease runs away from the fire into a drip rail. So even if you don't have a hasty bake, you could actually take and put even a couple of quarters underneath the edge of your grates or a little a little rock or something to get them to cant one direction or the other. And you can push that grease away from 
the fire. I've even seen people take and drill a hole through the side there where that grate is going to be and put a little piece of angle there to catch grease and expel it from the pit. It's not exactly the way a regular charcoal grill was designed to work, but you could set it up that way if you wanted to. If you do like a lot of chicken or other products that need uh, that grease removed right so the basically it comes down to this if, if you're doing it on charcoal you have to deal with the oxygen source yes so that it it the it can't burn without oxygen that's that's a required element you got it and if you are on a gas grill then remove the heat source correct by turning down your burner or possibly even off for a moment and I, I guess we didn't hit on pellet. And, and do not, do not hit it with water. Do not hit it with water. Absolutely well, whatever not. it's coming out of, it might, might just be a mister, but you're a mister. Uh, but, you know, you're yeah. going to stir up all kinds of ugly stuff and it's going to get on your meat. Yeah, you got two issues there. If there's a lot of fat flying around, you could risk getting that fat splattering everywhere and creating a bigger fire. And then if you have a fire and you're trying to mist it out, you're going to get that ash from the coals all over your food as it vaporizes the mist right, that you're throwing. Right. So, yeah, good point there. I, I I know he mentioned, should I put water on it? And I didn't touch on that. So thank you for bringing that up, T-Bone. And then, of course, with a pellet cooker, you're going to want to unplug it because you're forcing air. <laughs> with the, you've got a fan running, so you're going to want to unplug Just it. I know that <laughs> sounds obvious, but you definitely want to do that. So next segment. So first, Richard, thank you for the question. Uh, we are going to get a T-shirt and a signed copy of the Barbecue Bible headed your way to Gresham, Oregon. Next segment, we are going to be talking with Joey Machado, instructor, competitor, and founder of Texas Original Charcoal Company. We're going to be talking live fire cooking and the right fuels to do it. Check out his website, TexasOriginalCharcoal.com. That's TexasOriginalCharcoal.com. Coming up, it's Joey Machado right here on Barbecue Radio Network. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Andy Groneman, along with our executive producer and co-host, T-Bone. I am really excited for our guest this week. He's got over 20 years in the live fire cooking world. You'll find him traveling and teaching, cooking, and collaborating with some of the best pitmasters and grillers in the U.S. Joey Machado, the founder of Texas Original Charcoal Company, which you can find at www.texasoriginalcharcoal.com. I'm excited to get into a deep dive uh, with uh, all of the fuels and what fuels our grills. So welcome to the show, Joey. How you been? Man, we are doing wonderful. Just running like crazy, but we're having a great As time. As we do. I mean, you're uh, you're out at Brisket King right now, I think. So <laughs> in the kitchen. Yes, sir. Just rolled into New just rolled into New York City this this afternoon and we are in the kitchen at Pig Beach right now doing all our prep 
for our stuff. Yeah, that is going to be great. Well, so speaking of prep, Texas Original Charcoal, Mm -hmm. let's just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of how you got to where you are with Texas Original Charcoal. And let's talk a little bit about the different kinds and and what makes uh, good charcoal good. For some of you who know and some of you who don't know, is I've been in the industry for quite a long time, been responsible for some great brands. We've worked to build some great brands in the past. Um, You know, as a competition cook for a long time, I kind of knew what I wanted. And one of the things that I found early on was uh, there was a little, little company in Texas that was called B&B Charcoal. And they happened to be someone who was very, very close to me um, as far as um, in they were literally 40 minutes from my house and it was a small brand at the time. No one really knew about them, but they were just an all natural lump charcoal product, but they also had, you know, some briquettes and, you know, they were, weren't that easy to find. They, you know, but it was a product that really yep. worked for me. And, um, I strived very hard to, you know, get the attention of the company and, you know, eventually started doing, uh, you know, unpaid branding for them, you know, like an ambassador, um, which kind of evolved into a, a marketing gig with them, which then evolved into, you know, developing products, expanding market. And then all of a sudden, before you knew it, you know, the company got big enough and, you know, beautiful enough that uh, they started catching the eye of some of these big guys. And, you know, eventually the company sold out. Um, and, you know, what happens when bigger companies sell out? You know, they're, it's all about margin and it's not about the quality of product. Yeah, the goals anymore. change. Um Exactly. You know, and I I can't blame them for that. You know, it's, you know, one of the things that I tell a lot of people who are in the industry or getting into the industry or, you know, have a new product and are trying to figure out how to get to that next level is, you know, every time you climb a ring of the ladder, you know, the more money you make, the more money you spend. And, um, you know, so some people are very comfortable with smaller brands that, you know, are just, they're, you know, they're more concerned with the quality of product than they are with the quantity of product. And that's kind of led me to where I am today. You know, I, I've worked with brands, B&B, with Blues Hog, with Fogo Charcoal, you know, consulted for several other uh, charcoal-related companies. And I finally got to a point to where I kind of understood, you know, what I really wanted out of a product. And my biggest thing was, is I want a quality product. And um, with all the relationships that I've had along the way, you know, I've met some of the 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 biggest producers of charcoal in the country. Um, you know, 75% of all your charcoal does not come from the United States. You know, there's only a very, very few companies who you're, are truly out of the U S that your product is, is, you know, born and raised and burned, you know, all on U S soil. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who use phrases like Texas style or, you know, um, yeah, even some that say, you know, USA on the package, the product in the bag may have not derived from the United States. You know, it may have come from South America in a big old sack and, you know, and it got packaged in the U.S., but that's a yeah. whole different story, right? Our main thing was is uh, when I had the opportunity to jump in and create my own charcoal company, um, I was only concerned with a few things. My number one concern was I wanted a product that I would be proud of. I wanted a product that I could control and I wanted a product 
if I went into a market and only wanted to deal with specialty stores, no big box stores, how can I make that specialty store dealer happy? Okay. The old agent of, you know, you can't make everybody happy all the time. That's a hundred percent true. But the main thing is if I can make a dealer happy with the quality of product, him be able to make his margins, i.e., be able to make a profit on charcoal, which is extremely hard in the industry. By the time you put freight and everything else on, sure, you're moving um, bulk you know, product it, on just, on trucks, and it's it's expensive. <laughs> right, it's like yes. it's like shipping rocks. It doesn't always make sense, you know. Um, so there has to be some things that diversify this from everything else. And the number one thing that really diversifies this product from everything else out there is the quality of product in the bag. Versus the value of the product that you're purchasing. And, and you, you know, mentioned um, shipping rocks. Um, you know, one of the things yep. that I talk about with people all the time, and, you know, I've turned some folks on to, onto using lump for certain types of cooking, and they'll go, you know, right. they'll try and go out and find a bag, and, of course, they find, like, cowboy charcoal. And yep, there's yep. Th- they'll send me a picture, and there's pieces of trim in there. There's rocks uh, there's Correct. two or three pounds of rocks in the bottom of the bag like those it's a different quality of product in terms of the size of the usable chunk of lump that's in the bag the product that's used to make the lump Correct. and i think that's really where something like what what you produce is a totally different animal Correct. Correct. And, and that's kind of the deal is, you know, another part of my business that a lot of people don't see because it's not out in public is, you know, we do a lot of private label for a lot of companies. So there is a lot of stuff on big box shelves that, that, that my company actually touches, um, but we don't actively pursue, you know, we, we don't market that product. Right. We only, you know, we have a customer that approaches us in a white label scenario. They want X type of product. The first question is always, you know, what what's your scenario, right? Do you want, is it margin? Is it quality of product? Is it, you know, what what's your goal at the end of the day? And so for most of the customers who come to us is they want margin and they don't really care what goes in that bag. They want whatever will get them to this certain price point that they have to meet for Walmart or for Academy or, you know, whatever the case may be. So that's the deal. Customers always have a choice of what to put in their in their uh, in their cart right you know there's a difference between a hyundai and there's a difference between a honda um you know and so we always give people the opportunity of of you know picking and choosing what they want if they want a more inexpensive product that means less hands touch it that means less people are watching that line when it runs um that means it's just going straight from the bag from you know it coming from the field straight into a bag with little to no supervision which could lead to you to a product that you would find, you know, other things in there besides yep. charcoal. Um, but for me, my biggest thing was, is I really didn't care about the quantity aspect of it. I have the ability to do as much as I want, but I wanted to make sure the quality was always yep. number one. So I actually pay more to put my product, the product that I put in my bags in there so we are talking with joey machado and we will be coming right back to talk more about charcoal and the difference in the quality in the bag right here on barbecue radio network barbecue radio network is heard on radio stations from hawaii to florida 
If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network with my co-host and executive producer extraordinaire, T-Bone, and I'm Andy Groneman. We are back talking with Joey Machado. He is a competitive cook, instructor, product guru. He's the founder of Texas Original Charcoal Company. Welcome back, Joey. Hey, thank you guys for having me. So we were talking about the quality of charcoal that goes into the bag and and what to look for but you know there's different kinds of charcoal out there there's lump there's briquette there's extruded all of them have their own place and how you want to use them in your grill or your cooker uh, for me like i always go to a lump for a good high heat cook where i really need to be able to control that temperature uh Historically, I was a briquette guy for longer cooks, but I'm really been excited about the extruded product. So give give me your take on kind of the types of charcoal that you guys produce and, and where they play best. Sure. And right now, you know, there's there's basically a, not a charcoal that we don't produce. We just don't have it in the line yet. So on the private label side, we pretty much produce everything that you can imagine. Um, so I have a secondary line, which is targeted towards uh, targeted towards uh, uh, specialty meat markets and that type of deal. So uh, we have a product line, which is called a chaparral product. And um, for a lot of people don't understand what the name is, but in, in Mexico, um, chaparral, it just means a little oak shrub. And there's a lot of people who call their ranches the chaparral and, you know, all this type of stuff. And uh, one of my partners that I had, at the time was he was very uh he was adamant that we wanted to use that name for one of our lines so we put it out there and in that line i actually have an extruded product and the extruded that we offer right now is an all oak extruded product um for a lot of people who don't know an extruded product is just a charcoal tube um some of them have holes in the middle some of them are square some of them are round some of them are you know there's various different molds you, you can make them in but honestly, when I was with B&B, we actually had discovered that uh, the extruded tube, because again, a lot of that charcoal was manufactured down in Mexico, and uh, the extruded tubes have existed down there for 20 years, and most of it's all mesquite, and they've used it for they've used it for a uh, they've used it for a very long time down there. So to be able to convert over to an oak product um is super you know super simple um but people understand oak in our area right there's a lot of people who have stigmas on uh, mesquite products period um down here in texas we love mesquite that's our number one thing that we go to half the time but anywhere outside of that market people don't understand it but a charcoal tube this extruded tube actually will what i call draw on itself so it creates its own well, it's almost like a vortex, almost, if you would think about it. Um, it draws cold air through the hole, superheats it, and ex- it expels it on the other side. So these things don't require a lot of airflow in your machine. So you can put them in, a, uh, in any type of cooker, choke down pretty good, and these things will hold temp and, and burn for an extremely long time. They're just a super compressed 
um, briquette with a hole in it. And they burn um, super efficient too. A hundred percent. And what we found was at the time that we had kind of launched them uh, back in the day was uh, they worked extremely well in stick burners. So at that time, everybody had a jambo or, you know, some kind of type of offset smoker. And so instead of throwing a stick on every 30 minutes, you put three or four of these, uh, these extruded tubes in and it would buy you another 30 to 40 minutes between having a reload on stick burners, which a lot of comp guys understand getting an extra 30 minute break between somewhere is invaluable. You know, now we've changed, right? Now we got drum smokers, people load them one time, they go to bed and they just show up in the morning and everything's done, you know? So, you know, but that's really what the key thing is for those extruded tubes. Uh, I worked with, um, with old Hickory at one time with Alex Knight and we kind of worked on a, charcoal tube to work in a old hickory cto yeah i was gonna say the ctos are a great place for those and so we have they have a unit that's called the mm i've got one and we had it designed where in one charcoal basket we could load this thing with with logs and get a 10-hour burn out of one basket you know and this was no gas assist just 100 percent hard fuel and um and it works the only problem with your tube is it's like Tim Shear would say, zero flavor. You know, it, it's they burn so clean and efficient that it's just heat. Uh, but it's the great thing is you can add a wood chip or chunks or pellets or, you know, whatever you want to put on there to impart a little bit of smoke in there. Um, but don't expect a lot of flavor out of those tubes. It's just not there. Um, but I mean, but really and truly, I mean, that's that's kind of the biggest thing about the tubes. And, you know, I think the right placement for those. Yeah, and they, they just they hold temperature so evenly with low airflow. And in those offsets, you're drawing air anyway. Your stack is pulling. Mm-hmm. You're creating Correct. that pull. So it lets you not get a sooty, bitter smoke on your meat over Correct. that longer cook. So th- it's really a great product if you're trying to, to learn your offset and get rolling in there. Uh, but mm-hmm. obviously, probably your flagship is your lump charcoal. What, what's, your, uh, what's one of your favorite recipes right now to cook on lump? Well, we're from Texas. I'm Hispanic. So we cook fajitas all the time. And, you know, in one of our deal, whether you're doing an inside skirt, outside skirt, flank steak, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, there is no other thing better than, you know, a fajita just fired over a really hot bed of coals, Um, you know, and depending on how you like them, you know, some people just like them cooked to death and some people like them cooked right, right? um, (laughs) That's right. You know. (laughs) And so for us, you know, we love to have a little bit of char and, and still have a little bit of pink on that fajita. And, um, you know, and, and that's just kind of the way that we do. But like I said, it's the, the juice of that meat dropping on those coals to impart that little flavor on there. You just you just can't make that. It, you can't do that on any th- other thing. Well, I'm cooking on oak or mesquite or mixed hardwoods. Um, it's just the best flavor. And I feel like I'm baiting you a little bit, but. You guys have a Santa Maria grill coming out, right? We do. So, we do. That's, so that's the right pit to you. So talk a little bit about, about that Santa Maria pit and how to crush fajitas on it. So the Santa Maria is just such a very unique piece out there in the market, I think, right now because of the fact that it's very modular. Um, but again, like I said, 
because it's based off of my live fire table, we're able to utilize all our live fire accessories with it. Um, it's also can be a standalone. So if you don't have a live fire table, you can just get the Santa Maria and we can put that on a built in or, you know, whatever you want, but you know, burning coal, burning wood, burning, whatever you want, you know, it, there's once people do live fire, it's, it's so addicting. It's nuts. Yeah. So if you were going to rock those fajitas out, you're going to start low and get that char first and then raise the coal bed or what's your take on how to get the best flavor and color out of those fajitas? Well, now everybody knows about this reverse sear. So we kind of do the same principle, right? We get them just enough out of that heat, but we still get that, that smoke and everything else kind of wafting on them. And then right when we're about there, you know, me, I like to take them up to, you know, about the one ten ish range. And then after that, I want to crank that thing right down in the coals. And I just want to, I want to make sure that I get those things nice and charred, but not push them over one thirty. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, you've got so much going on. You've got the charcoal. You've got your second line of extruded products. You're bringing out the Santa Maria grill. It is all just awesome stuff. So thank you so much for being on, Joey. Don't forget to head on over to TexasOriginalCharcoal.com or follow Joey's cross-country travels via Instagram with his handle at JoeyMachado.BBQ. And you can also follow him on Facebook or Instagram via the handle at TexasOriginalCharcoal. Coming up next, T-Bone and I will be talking about how to bone up your arsenal for Memorial Day right here on Barbecue Radio Network. When it comes to barbecue, every pitmaster should start with the best beef and pork possible. That's why the top-rated barbecue restaurants from Texas to North Carolina choose Creekstone Farms premium black Angus beef and all-natural Duroc heritage pork. Go to shop.creekstonefarms.com and get the same briskets, burgers, ribs, and steaks served around the country delivered right to your door. Use promo code RADIO and get 10% off your entire order. Welcome back to T-Bone and Andy here on Barbecue Radio Network. This segment is brought to you by Holstein Manufacturing. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. They have NSF certified cookers and grills, and of course, my favorite, the corn roasters. And don't forget, they have awesome mobile event and catering rigs as well. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. So, T-Bone, I think our network is growing Oh, always, always growing. We we have a couple new stations in West Virginia. Wow. To add to the three that are already there. But we're going to move up a little bit north into Charleston. Nice. Which is actually the capital of West Virginia. So we want to welcome our new affiliate, WSCW in West Virginia. That's Charleston, West Virginia. And they are broadcasting Barbecue Radio Network every Saturday at 1 p.m. on their AM dial, 1410, also on FM 102.3. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us and being part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Well, it is time now to talk a little bit about what the discussion we just had was. Like, I'm I'm still trying to rack my brain around all of the charcoal talk, but... You know, what was uh, was a key takeaway for you, T-Bone? 
actually it was the thing where I, I I haven't had I have not found rocks. Oh, are in, you kidding in, me? In my charcoal bag, that would just freak me out. So I I, I wouldn't buy them again. I I will tell you that when they pick up the charcoal and bag it, they typically are using like a front end loader or a skid loader, right? Oh yeah, okay. And so they they've got these big chutes that have the the bags under them. Uh, sometimes they're burlap. Sometimes it's a line that actually has the paper bag that has a air thing that blows it open. But when they lift that, they're usually in some type of a, of a feed channel. And so you'll get some of the gravel and stuff from the bottom of that that drop into the bag. And the ones that really just don't care, just drop everything in one big pile and you get more of that. But the stuff that bothered me the most was when I saw trim pieces in the charcoal bag <laughs> so they chart it right it's it's charcoal they burn the wood and vac it down so that it becomes charcoal and we'll have to talk to joey about the the, the actual process by which they make the charcoal because that's a whole nother conversation that's super interesting we'll have that the next time he's on but you know the that that process they can do it on any piece of wood so some places will just buy all the trim out of a of a mill that's like making trim pieces for your house and they just char them and put them in the bag. And so you'll get a piece of quarter round trim or a piece of window or door trim with a finished nail sticking out of it. No, no, I've never seen that, but I've seen pieces of trim. And then what, where my mind goes is, was that unfinished? Had it been sprayed with anything prior? It should all be, it should all be unfinished when it hits that bag. But you know, I don't want to see that in there. I want, you know, good, kiln dried oak that was properly uh charred and taken to the right texture and finish so that i get a good consistent cook every time out of it that's really what it comes down to and you look at a premium charcoal and there's several out there he mentioned a couple of them but i'll tell you that that gives you a much better experience uh well i i've known joey for a couple of years uh first met him at memphis in may and um he takes his stuff serious oh yeah and and just by his reputation alone if you see a bag of texas original at the store or something pick it up and check it out yeah he's he's a hundred percent about quality he's not a uh he's not cutting corners and doing anything the wrong way i can tell you that right so yeah good to, good to have a good chat with him well it's time for our all things barbecue product spotlight uh, their website is atbbq.com. All Things Barbecue has all the tools and accessories you need to take your barbecue to the next level. So get fired up and get the supplies to do it at All Things Barbecue, good old atbbq.com. So what do you have for us, T-Bone, from a product to spotlight this week? I am talking to those people who do not yet have a smoker, but they want that smoky goodness. Well on their bar and and that's what this is built for this is the all things barbecue amazing tube smoker starter kit you get everything you need to start adding flavor to your food because that's what the smoke is it's another seasoning it's not about heat and it expands from seven inches to 12 inches it's 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 a nice very durable tube 
And don't don't get that smirk on your face. <laughs> I don't. How durable uh, just, is it? Just as long as you don't say anything. How durable is it? No, <laughs> but, I was not going to say anything. I don't know why you would. But but you can use it in in your gas grill and everything. It virtually puts off no heat. It's it's all about smoke. So you can also do cold smoking in it. Your cheeses and things like that. I was just going to say my favorite thing to use that amazing smoke tube for is I turn on my ys640s just flip the switch on and that turns the fan on so that you know that the unit is is up and running and that fan will create just enough airflow to move smoke through the chamber and i'll light my amazing tube blow that out and let it do its smolder that it does and you can smoke salt nuts cheese anything you want and you get a nice even clean smoke on your product because that smoke tube will just pull it right through the chamber of that yoder with the fan running and you don't have to run your firebox in the yoder so you don't get any heat from that so you can smoke at a very low temperature that sounds like a beautiful thing now you can get the amazing tube separately but this is a this is a package deal and what you get with this are three one pound bags of barbecuers delight flavor wood pellets you get pecan a a favorite of a lot of people absolutely and what do we mix with pecan cherry that's right another pound of cherry and if you're feeling adventurous a one pound bag of jack daniels old number seven oak wood pellets so those pellets i believe are made from the barrels that the uh whiskey Whiskey? has been in so (laughs) so i think they take the barrel staves and grind those and produce pellets out that's what i've heard so well there's also a jack daniels charcoal pellet which is made from the charcoal that they use to mellow the whiskey with but i think what is in that bag is actually the barrel staves that have been uh milled down and turned into pellets after their barrels because they get rid of those barrels after they've used them right so And and this package is only thirty nine ninety five. I mean, it, it, you're getting some value here. But and the cool thing is, you'll get to play with different flavors of pellets, and you'll see what it does to the flavor of the meat and also the color. Uh, and so, I would suggest if you're going to throw those in your gas grill and play with it, do a, a chicken breast or a pork chop and run the pecan once, and then run the cherry, and you'll notice uh, a, a more golden. Uh, browner color mahogany color out of the pecan and you'll notice that really deep richer red mahogany color out of the cherry pellets and you'll also get a little bit different smoke flavor too then you can start to blend and play and now you're smoking yeah and now you're smoking so check that out at their website over at www.atbbq.com and here we're going to talk about what to do to start getting ready for Memorial Day. So we're, we're ahead of Memorial Day a little bit here. But what I always like to do is if I'm trying any new recipes, if I'm going to be doing something in bulk, I want to try and get as ready as I can so that I really, you know, show show off what I'm doing. So I always look for uh, some recipes to play with ahead of time. What I mean, what is, what's your take, T-Bone? Well, I... I I'm a good example. I've I've got a new smoker sit. It's not new. It's used. I bought it used, and it's sitting in the backyard. And I still haven't used it yet. I don't want to be the first time I use it to be Memorial Day weekend with a bunch of people 
Yeah, <laughs> so it out. So if you're going to cook a bunch of ribs for Memorial Day, you need to run a couple of slabs ahead of time. Uh, try them two or three different ways. Figure out the process that works best for you at that pit so that you can then really shine on the holiday. So giving yourself that practice time uh, and letting you letting you burn uh, some coals and figure out how long your coal bed lasts and all of that, that's all important. So do that before that, the that's, big... That's the main thing I'm worried about. You'd be surprised how many people cook their first turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. They don't try one in September or, you know, in May. They, they wait till Thanksgiving weekend and try that turkey. And oops. <laughs> exactly. Well, we want to thank Joey Machado for being on the show. And again, you can check him out at TexasOriginalCharcoal.com or on his Instagram, which is at JoeyMachado.BBQ. And don't forget to head on over to ATBBQ.com, pick up our product of the month, Smoke on Wheels Barbecue Marinade. Thank you all for joining us this week. Next week, we will up your game with more great tips and tricks. For T-Bone myself, thanks for tuning Tuning in, and we'll keep the pits lit until next time here on Barbecue Radio Network. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill.